Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Good morning, everyone. Hey, just as an extra add-on to the, the sh- serving, that's the word serving, uh, it doesn't have to be forever. If you're thinking it's like, oh, but I can't commit to the rest of my life uh, in doing that, I don't think I can do that. It doesn't have to be. It can be for a short time. Just, just do it for a little bit. All right, you can sit down. You can sit down now. Yeah, good time, not a long time. Doesn't have to be forever. Have fun. All right. All right. What a good morning it is. If you are, if you are like me and looking at your watch and going, how long is this going to take? No, I wasn't doing. No, no. I don't mean what just happened. I mean what's going to happen now. What's this guy going to do? Is he going to stand up here and speak for another hour? That means, that means I'm going to be oh, the late for our lunch appointment. And um, does KFC still cook after 12 o'clock? I don't... <laughs> 12 o'clock. Now you're like, is he going to talk till 12 o'clock? No. Um, I am not going to – I am not here until, to, um, to uh, preach to you. I am here just to read some verses and my good friend Jesus is going to talk to you. Um, I, I really have a good feeling of what's going on today. I think something really cool is happening. And I'm, I'm really excited for this next little bit because uh, it's going to be different to what's normally happening for you and for me. I can tell because I have, I have had a very different preparation time in getting ready for this message this morning. So I, I am... I'm, I'm thinking there is, I reckon there's some people here who have got a little bit of anxiety in their life, a little bit of worry, things that are big in your life or, or taking up your thoughts, whatever that may be. But you find yourself at times, your, your heart races, your stomach churns, you're, you have anxiety, you, you're, you're stressed about something, about things. And I feel like God, Jesus is just, in his way this morning, if you are available and you're open to it, he's going to release that out of your life. Who, who thinks that's a good idea? I really, I really like that idea. Um, particularly, I say that because I have had a distinct absence of anxiety or worry or, or, or stress leading up to speaking this morning to the point of me going, am I ready I don't have any of that go time feeling. What's happening? But I really feel like it. So I'm going to try and be slow and not be too excited in the way I speak for at least the next two and a half minutes. I was talking with Lily last night and she, she made a statement saying, what, what's, what's next? What's going to happen? What's next? Uh, and, I, and I sort of, what do you mean? And she's talking about, well, you know, whatever's been happening with our church, what's been happening in her life, she's like, what's next? What amazing thing is going to happen next? And I wonder if you've got a little bit of that thought this morning. What is next? What is going to happen next? Because uh, I, I am going to read a little bit of an encounter with Jesus this morning. Um, and, and when Jesus walked around, I'm sure the people that walked around with him would, were saying, what's next? What is going to happen next? Because there are many times in the Word where it says, who, who talks like this? Who, who does this? You don't know anyone who has been like this. Hey, guys out the side there. How you doing? Bangalore's out there. That's good. Excellent. Why are you split up over there? 
Has there been an argument this morning? Ooh. Okay. <laughs> you can't hide. <laughs> Who else am I going to? No, I'm not. I'm not. But I want to... So I love reading about the, the encounters of Jesus. I like looking through the, the Gospels and seeing what... And even in the Old Testament, because they, they talk about what they met with the Lord or met with an angel. And I think some of the times it's Jesus these guys are meeting with. But, but the encounters with Jesus, I love reading them and how people, what they had and what, how they responded, how they reached out to Jesus and how he responded to them. And I particularly want to read about um, in Luke chapter 8. So this is verses 42 to 48. You've probably heard this story a few times before, but I'm going to talk about it. Or maybe you haven't, which is fine. Either way, I'm going to keep talking about it. Uh, I just wonder what would happen if we, if we reached out to Jesus today. What if you reached out to him today? What, what if, you, if you just reached out to him in whatever you need or whatever you want or whatever you're looking forward to? What if you reached out to Jesus in, in where you've got a negative or a deficit or a hole in your life? You reached out to Jesus for him to fill that. What, what if we did that today? What, what could happen? What, what's next? All right. I'm excited because I've been reading it. I know you're just catching up to me. That's fine. That's, I'm, I'm all good with that. I'm all good with that. So uh, Luke chapter 8, verses 42 to 48. This is the story of the lady who is, um, has the issue of blood, right? So they talk about she's bleeding. She's, she's got an internal hemorrhage. And, um, and, you know, let's not talk about that kind of stuff here, right? So we, let's, it seems a bit nitty-gritty. It seems a bit <laughs> – I was talking with Lee just before about some of the things that we, we have in life that – you have some things, but there's also others that you have to deal with. I know ladies have to deal with that stuff as they go through life, and but it's a part of life. But her issue wasn't the normal. There was there was an abnormality to this. She was bleeding a lot, and she'd been bleeding for 12 years at this stage. We we don't know her name, um, but we know what her problem was, and, and it was that she'd been bleeding a lot, and for 12 years. Let me read it. Let me read it. Um, I should read it instead of just talking about it all the time. Okay, so <coughs> this is actually in the three gospel, three of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh, this story is in there. And it's, it's amazing because each different version of it or retelling of it uh, brings out a different light. But I'm going to grab Luke because if I read all of them, you'd be bored by the time. Hopefully not. Okay, but as Jesus went, so... I'm trying to remember the picture of what was happening around that. That's fine. As Jesus is going, the people were crowding against him. It says they're almost crushing him. Uh, so have you ever been in a crowd like that where it's just like, oh, man. Not since COVID, obviously, but um, but uh, like just you've been to the MCG or a big concert or something like that and everyone's making their way out. You're just all like, this is, if I fell over, I don't know if anyone would pick me up. Um, he's squished, squished. So people are touching him, people are pushing against him and, and they're jostling. Imagine the guys that are, like everyone's squished down and they're like, I'm right next to Jesus. That must be important. So then a woman, so just a woman who, who had suffered from a hemorrhage for 12 years and had spent all her money on physicians. I'm reading from the Amplified Version, as you can tell by the verbosity of my speech, and could not be healed by anyone. Hmm. I, was, I was looking up some of the... So, uh, some of the versions say that she'd been to the doctors, she'd been to all the things, all the places, and she'd try to get this fixed. Uh, but no one had been able to make it better. 
I wonder if they actually knew that was going to make it better or whether they were just taking her money. But in fact, she was just getting worse. So, so over the 12 years, she had persistently been getting worse. And I did actually look up what some of the... Um, some of the remedies that they would work through there. Where is it? I've got it here. So some of the doctors would give them herbal drinks if women had issues of blood that was happening, it was abnormal. They'd give them these different herbal drinks. Um, they'd get them to burn new grapevines. Okay. Um, they would get them to sit over certain ditches as though that would actually help them, sitting on ditches and stuff like that. That would frighten them. It's like, ah! How's it going now? Ah! No, you can go now. That's fine. Ah! I don't know. They tried everything. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a hiccup remedy, but that's never really worked for me. Does that work for anyone else? Drinking water upside down. This is crazy. This is crazy. So she, she tried, you could tell there's some desperation in this woman's life. She's trying anything. So, she, you know, friends that she'd know, like, oh, have you tried this? No, I haven't. I'll go try that. More money. Go try this. More money. She'd used up all her money. I think that's what it says in there, but she'd used up all her money uh, and she'd come to the end of herself. Um, she's got a, a distinct desperation to this woman, I feel. I, I feel there's a uh, nothing else can fix this. And then she hears about Jesus. Okay. I had some notes on this that I should be reading. Um, yeah, his situation was desperate. Desperate. She was held captive by her body. Her body was controlling everything about what was going on. Um, oh, not to mention this is this is obviously a, a difficult thing for a woman to go through. But can you look at this culturally as well? Um, the context of what she lived in, to have to be bleeding in that normal cycle of of being a woman, they were unclean during that time. So, and being unclean unclean not not about that it's actually about ceremonially unclean so it's it's there is a um element of society that they could not partake of and they could not be a part of um and it was it was a big deal so it wasn't just um it it wasn't just that she had a medical problem and that was an issue it was everything she touched everywhere she went whatever she sat on whatever she laid on whatever doors she touched if anyone else sat or laid or touched any of those places, they were also unclean. So her whole house, no one could come to unless they were willing to be unclean for a time. And then they'd have to go and wash themselves with water and they'd be unclean until evening. Um, if she had a husband, then it, he would be unclean. If he slept with her, um, even just sleeping with her, he would. there would be elements of that if... If any of the blood got on him, he was unclean for seven days. So there was a difficulty to this, right? So we're not just talking about it being hard physically. We're talking about this being difficult mentally, socially, emotionally. Everything was against this woman, right? And it's not her fault. It's not her fault. But yet she's in this situation. And then she hears about Jesus. So he's he's pretty well known, I'd say, in these areas by now, because you can you can tell in the in the gospels when he traveled to a place, the people would be waiting there for him. I don't know how they would figure that out, whether it's whether it's pigeons or something like that. I'm not sure, but as or whether they just he left and they'd just be there waiting. He's got to come back soon. Where is he? There's a boat. No, it's just a fishing boat. Because some of them they were waiting for him, and, and then when they it's like there was someone out there keeping watch, 
and he'd set off a signal flare when he arrived and everyone would bring out their, their sick. Um, so Jesus was, was very well known of in these areas. And when he showed up, they brought out their sick. They brought out their, their injured because he was known to be a healer. He, he, would, he would bring healing and freedom to people who were stuck in issues. So she heard about this and she goes, could, I don't know what her thought pattern is. It doesn't say, but, but she seems like she's in a desperate place. And she's going to make a desperate attempt because she shouldn't be out in public because if she touches anyone, they're unclean. So she's making a real – this is pretty desperate. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm trying to paint the picture. I'm not trying to paint it black. I'm trying to paint that she's got – she's desperate. All right, let's keep reading. And she came up behind him, this is Jesus, and touched the fringe of his outer robe and immediately her bleeding stopped. Jesus said, who touched me? And while they were all denying it, I kind of was touching you, but it wasn't, it wasn't touching you. I didn't touch you like that. Uh, who touched me? And then Peter, Peter, I love Peter. So what, what are you talking about? Master, master, there's people all around you. They're pushing against you and you're saying, who touched you? Jesus says, someone did touch me. <laughs> because, ah, someone touched me because I'm aware that the power to heal had gone out of me. Woo-hoo. Does that sound freaky or what? That power, I can feel the power going out of me. Power's gone. I've got plenty of it. Don't worry about it. There's plenty more to come. But I felt it go. Jesus had to be funny though, wouldn't he? And when the woman saw that she had not escaped notice, she came up trembling and fell down before him. So here's, here's the desperation. But she knows she's been healed at this stage. She'd actually, she's felt it. She's felt that something is different about her body. Um, she came trembling and fell down before him. She declared in his presence, uh, in the pre- presence of all the people, the reason why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. I love that declaration. I love, I love that declaration. Um, I wonder if some of the people there had known this lady and they're like, oh, I just touched that lady. She was right next to me. Um, he says to her daughter, oh, man. I, I love the encounters of, of women like, with Jesus, because he's, it's so special, these encounters of the women with Jesus. And it can be for all of us, you know, but it just shows an element of Jesus that you don't see with all of them. So, daughter, your faith, your personal trust and confidence in me has made you well. Go in peace, in peace, in peace, untroubled, undisturbed, well-being. Mm, how good is that? All right, so how are we doing? Oh, minus 17 minutes. That's great. We're doing good. No, we've got a couple more minutes. You've got a few more in you, haven't you? Excellent. So um, she touched Jesus. She, she planned it out. I'm going to touch the hem. Some of them, they say, some of the versions say, I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. I'm going to touch the edge of his garment, and I'm going to be healed. She planned it out. She's like, this is what's going to happen. But, and so the hem of his garment was, uh, they had this rectangle garment that the, the guys wore, um, and it would, draped down and it would have these tassels on each corner of the garment. Now the tassels are little, cool little tassels, aren't they? You ever seen tassels on the end of a rope or anything like that? You know the little, cool. So in, they don't look like that at all, but they, they look like a fan kind of thing. Has anybody not seen them? Do you know what I'm talking about? Nick? Do we got any around here, any tassels? Does anybody got any tassels on their clothes? It's biblical. They say you should have tassels on your cloak. Oh, I should have prepared that. Kylie, I should have. Oh. Tassels, there we go. There's some little tassels. All right, chuck it to me. Woo. 
There you go. See the tassels? Just imagine well, one of those on each corner. So they would have been, um, they would have been a bit more prominent. And the... <laughs> but if I had it prepared, I would have been able to show you that. <laughs> okay, I'm propless. So in Numbers 15, verses 34, 37 to 41, it talks about uh, you will wear... Jesus said, or God says to Moses, he says, put a tassel on each corner of your clothing so that you remember to follow the commandments of God. Mm. Follow the law. Looking at those tassels, follow the law. But there's more to it than that. That's just a, that's a, that's a commandment, but that's also just like a, you could take that as a religious. And the, the guys at this time were religious in this, and they would actually make their tassels really big, really fat, and just much like just these big tassels. Just dragging away on the ground, you know. So, but Jesus wasn't like that because Jesus was different to the to the religious people of the time. They were different, and this is why this is why she's reaching out to that area because he is real. He's he's genuine. He's authentic. But she's reaching out to these tassels because the tassels talk about how God got them out of Egypt. How God led His people out of Egypt, not just out of Egypt, but it says that when He led them out, every one of them was healthy. There was no sick or infirm among them through the whole nation. Now, we could get you guys here, right? Could we find someone who's a little bit sick or infirm amongst you? Right? Yes? I can't. Yeah, okay. So there's, there's people that are a little bit of infirmity and sickness. Nothing in like a million plus people walking out of Egypt. Uh, this is our God, right? So it's not just saying about follow the commandments. It's also reminding you because there was a blue thread that went through this. They actually wove in a blue thread. And that blue thread meant God is God and he's our healer. So it's talking about the power of God. There is something special about the edge of God, Jesus' cloak. And so she, I don't know how far down it was on his outfit, but she's getting through the crowd. Not, not like this, like, because that's hard. Was she down on the ground? Was she, was she de that desperate that I'm going to get that? I'm, I'm, I'm eyeballing that thing. This is going to be like, I can't get in Jesus' presence. I can't be in front of him. I can't ask him. I can't call out to him. He can't touch me. Can you, can you sense her desperation? She wants to be with Jesus, but she can't be in his presence because I've got all this stuff. I've got all this shame. I've got all this, all this guilt that I can't, all these people that I know that I can't even invite around in my house. I've made people unclean just by this very thing. It's not my fault anyway, but I'm, I'm so guilty. I can't be in his presence. But if I reach that tassel, I'm going to be healed. So she gets through the crowd, which is struggling to, everyone wants to be close to Jesus. She somehow gets through the crowd, down on her, I'm, I'm picturing it, down on her hands and knees because she's low. She grabs the tassel and, and immediately says, the, the blood dried up, the wound dried up, and, and she was healed. And she knew in her body that she was healed. How? I don't know, but she felt something had happened. She's like, yes, this happened, I'm, I'm healed. And she gets out of there. She's like out of dodge big time, like just like. <laughs> but she hears Jesus say, who touched me? Who touched me? So there would have been a noise to this, to this group of people. But Jesus did not want her to go without her knowing that he knew what had happened. I love this. I love this. I love this. So she reached out. And can I just rewind a little bit? That, that word touch, so that reaching out and touching, the word that's used there, 
is to attach to, to set fire to, to kindle a flame. And it's the same word that they use when Jesus, whenever Jesus reached out and touched people and healed them. That's the same word. I can't remember how to say it in the Greek. I'm sorry about that. But, but it, it, you can look it up and you can press that button. You can listen to the guy say, Strong's G, 2348, Acapeo. That's you know what I could think of. Actually, it's Cruspid. Uh, I don't know how Cruspid on. That's the tassels. It's the Cruspid on. So I did have one of the working words in there. Oh, so good, Adrian. Well done. You must be a pastor. You're speaking in Greek. <laughs> so she touched. She, she fastened fire to a thing. It, she fastened her faith to something. She grabbed a hold of it. She's like, this, this is going to be, this is my moment of desperation, and this is going to be the solution. It's going to come from Jesus, but I'm sneaking it. I'm sneaking it in, and I'm sneaking out. Because I have guilt and I have shame attached to my issue. Um, but Jesus says, no, wait a second. I want to know. I want to I meet this person. Now, hold on a second. Jesus, Jesus, sensing their thoughts, right? He could hear people's thoughts. He knew what was going on. Did he know this girl? He would have known. I'm talking about other times in the, in the scriptures where, where he sensed the thoughts of the Pharisees. He sensed the thought of the people around him. He knew. He was that in touch with the Spirit. He, he's God. He's man. He, he knew. He knew what was going on. So he knew her, but he still called out to her because there needed to be a declaration of what she said. I think, I think something needed to be said by her. I'm healed. I did this, and, and it healed me. And then Jesus needed to declare something over her, which was, you're my daughter. <laughs> you're my daughter. And that's, that word was, was definitely daughter, but it's, it's, it's also um, a child of God. It's a daughter of God as well. So, I mean, this passage is beautiful because it, it shows that we can, we can reach out to God. And, and, res- and, and how he responds to us is so good. It's so good seeing Jesus' response, even though he knows everything about who it was. And he would have known the situation, but he calls her out. His response to us is so love, so much love. And I'm, I wonder, do we have anything to reach out for Jesus this morning? Do, do you, because I, I want, I know we're running short on time, but I, I want the team to come up in a moment. We're just going to, we're going to sing for a little bit. And, and, oh yes, that's Jesus. Um, let's, we can reach out to Jesus. And if you want prayer, the area is, is available at the front here. If you want to be prayed for, if you want to reach out to Jesus, if, if there is something you need to reach out to him for healing, we will, we will pray for you. We'd love to pray for you. I'm going to make it short and sweet this morning because I, I know that God has got something to do for you and for me. And, and if you feel an inkling of a stirring in, in, you, in yourself, if you're a little bit anxious, if you're a little bit up, you're like, oh, I don't know, I'm not sure, please come out. Please come out and get prayed for. Uh, I know sometimes we call people out and we say, do you want prayer? And sometimes we don't see anyone. I know, I know there would be someone here. I don't want to just look at faces now to point you out. But I know, oh, my two and a half minutes is up. I'm speaking fast and loud now. Um, I know there is someone here, there are people here that need Jesus to do something in your life. And maybe you haven't encountered Jesus at all and you're like, what is this all about? I'm, I, there's something going on in your life. You need Jesus. You need Jesus like I need Jesus. And we talk about a fresh wind. What, what about just coming forward and getting a fresh wind from a fresh prayer from Jesus? To have, just, just grab a hold of that tassel and say, I need some freshness in my life, God, because everything is going stale. I'm a little bit desperate. I'm a, are you a little bit desperate? I'm a little bit desperate. Not just for an emotional, I don't, I don't want just an emotional ride. 
Because she had an emotional ride, but it was after what God did for her. So she came forward trembling with, with a bit of fear and trepidation, like, yes, it was me, it was me. But that was a response out of what God had done. I want to see God move. I want to see him respond. Because when we reach out to him, when we touch him, when we kindle that fire, he responds. There are other people that reached out to, to Jesus. Um, you guys can come up when you're ready. When you're ready. That's cool. There were other people that reached out uh, and how he responded. So uh, there were other men and women that reached out with their voice, not just with their hands. In Matthew 9, it talks about, uh, verse 27, uh, it said, Two blind men followed Jesus, and they screamed out loudly, loudly, "Son of, have mercy and compassion on a son of David, the Messiah, have mercy on us. There's another verse where there was one blind guy screaming out, Son of David, have mercy on me, have mercy on me. And people were trying to shut him up, but, but he didn't stop. He, he kept, there was some desperation because what Jesus had would heal him, and he wanted to get his attention. He wanted to get him there. When we reach out, Jesus responds. Will always respond. When we touch him, Jesus will respond. In in Matthew 15, there's a Canaanite woman, another woman. This is the lady who, who says, um, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is cruelly possessed by a demon. She had a daughter who 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 needed healing. And and God said, Oh, you're not part of what I'm sent here to do right now. But she continued to press, I need what you've got. And and he said, I I'm here for, my, for God's children first. It, you know, he knew there was going to be a plan for others. But she said, like, the way she responds to him just called something out of him. And he said, all right, you're healed. And many people just call out to Jesus through their, through their state, their, their state of being, their situation. Um, in Matthew 9, again, um, it says at the end of it, Jesus walked through all the cities and the villages teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the gospel of the kingdom. I love this. And healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Uh, his words and his works were reflecting his messiahship. <laughs> and when he, when he saw the crowds, he was moved with compassion, had pity on them. He's moved and, and he re- responds to, to our pitiful state as well, to when we need it, when we're desperate and when we need him, he responds to us. So there's people that reach out with their hand and touch, and there's people that call out, touch them. And then there's people that are just stuck in the way of things. They've come along to the meeting, but but they're not sure what to do next. Jesus responds to you. Jesus will responds. I want to meet with the Jesus like he did. He went through all the cities and the villages, and he was teaching the good news, the good news. The kingdom of heaven is here. There's hope for you. There's life for you. And by the way, bring out anyone who's sick, everyone who's sick and everyone who needs me, I will fix it. I will respond to everyone who wants to reach out and touch me. I wonder if you want to reach out and touch him now. We're going to have a moment. Let's sing. Let's worship God a little bit more. Let's reach out. And if you want to reach out that extra step and come out the front, we are happy to pray with you. We're going to be here. We've got a team here for you. So let's stand. If you can stand, stand. If you want to sit, that's your call. But let's enter into a little bit more worship this morning. You've got it in you. This is what we're here for. You didn't come just for a good meeting. You came to meet with Jesus. Let's encounter Jesus. Hmm. He's here right now.
Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.